Another episode of House to House. It is your boy, Kyler. Across me, as always, the guy who picked the packet up. Actually, you know what? In light of recent events, I'm gonna have someone else do your intro. Mr. Molina! Hello, Peter. Yeah, you like that? <laughs> very well done. Very, very, very well done. Thank you very much for that. And here, I, and here I had my own intro, like, like you know, all ready to go. But, oh, I'm sorry, you know do you want to do your intro? <laughs> Look in my eyes, what do you see? The cult of personality. Yeah, voice, CM Punk is back. CM Punk is back, baby. I'm so sorry, babe, but just a couple of Marvel and wrestling nerds over here. Yep, <laughs> I, 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 I mean, I do watch it, but yeah. I'm more into commercialized music. <laughs> he stoned off resentment <laughs> when he said the yup. <laughs> yup. <laughs> and of course, the big bad boss, David Bay. Hi, guys. Very professional here. <laughs> oh, man. I really want to make a compilation of the outtakes, man. Holy <laughs> All right, listeners. Today, we'll be discussing whether young people care about housing. Now, I've actually been wanting to do this episode for a few months now uh, to talk about this topic because Bay actually said something to me in February or March that has stuck with me ever since and hopefully that line will come out later in this episode but let's start by finding some common ground. Uh, Peter Bay, what is considered young people for y'all? What's the age range? Well, for, for me, I think it would be anyone that is just getting started in the personal finance world so anyone who has a salary, so I mean, in Singapore, it'll probably be 21 for women, 23 for men. Okay. Yeah. Uh, is that the end? Is that the end limit or the start limit? So anyone no, that's the start limit. Or? That's the yeah, start limit. So, okay, got you. Yeah. So anyone before that is, is the exception to the rule when it comes to personal finance. Mm. But is anyone the, after the that- two young people. Uh? Yeah. Okay. Anyone okay. after Where, that should be, yeah, young people. Uh. Where does it end for you? Like, what? <laughs> what is not considered young people anymore? And try to be as objective here because. Yeah, like I, as yeah. a late bloomer who, who <laughs> you know, literally is a Marvel and wrestling fan, I would say 35. 35. So, okay, so, so a decade. So, la. Yeah. Right. So for you, it's 21 to 35 la, around there. More okay, uh, Bay, what's the age range for you? On this topic, young people are people who have not started working or work for maybe three years. So what would that age range be for you in terms of numbers? I would say below 28 years old. Below 28 years old. Any, any starting point? 21. 21. So 21 to 28 for you. Okay, cool. Okay, so for me, um, young people, I actually consider it way younger. Um, for me, it's actually 16 to 26. But we do have some common ground in this uh, three age ranges, if that's a word. Uh, in terms of like maybe 21 to... 26, 27, uh, we have that common ground between there. So maybe let's focus on that people in that age group for today's topic. So for, for the whole argument of whether do young people care about housing, which side of the house do y'all fall on for this topic? Do y'all think young people care about housing or no? 
I'm gonna I'm gonna cheat here and say um, it depends on how you define care. I think most people uh, care about housing that they want to get their own housing. Mm. I don't think they care enough that they uh, make the right decisions. I think ninety ninety percent or more do not actually make the right decisions when it comes to housing in Singapore. But that's me. That's my Okay, yeah. Bay, how do you feel about this? What, what, what is your uh, stance on this topic? I think people only care about housing when first they get an income, mm-hmm. then they have a girlfriend that they want to settle down with. Or boyfriend. Young mm-hmm. Most young people who are single will not care about housing until they are above 30 plus. Ooh, so you only care about housing when you have somebody you want to settle down with. Mm. Or if you are old enough that you have no one to settle down with, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so for base argument, the people who care about housing is uh people couples essentially who are attached who are looking to settle down. Uh, for Peter's argument, it's like we care, but can you really say you care? Care, you know that kind of extent, mm. right? Exactly. Okay, got you, got you. So um, I I think today we we're gonna have this um. I wouldn't really want to say debate. Like maybe we have like an open table discussion in a sense. Um, and hopefully we can, you know, we, we understand each other's stances and everything. But let's just try to give a more whole rounded, um, you know, offer like both sides of the argument kind of thing. So that, you know, listeners who who are interested in this topic, you know, they actually can hear both sides of the story. And for them, eventually make their own um, arguments and their own decisions and everything. Uh. So... Uh, given that I think the three of us agree that, or rather we argue that young people really don't really care about housing in that sense, maybe let's start with the opposition. Let's try to find some arguments for people, young people who do care about housing, and then we move on to the, the main bout later on where we'll probably ramble on. Sure. Yeah, okay. let's do this. So now let's begin the argument for young people caring about housing. I think the, for me, the biggest evidence or indicator it has to be the BTO subscription rates I think um, it, it definitely plays in part with our base argument that because you know BTO is only for couples mm. but the sheer number of applications for BTOs is insane uh. and I mean there are definitely people who are over the the 27 year old range that also applies for BTO but I think maybe recency bias the August BTO I've had so many people I know uh, in my age group who is below 27 applying for the BTO, which mm. is, for me, it's like, oh, like, oh, crap. A lot of people are caring more about housing now in my age. So that's was, that was a bit of like, like a wake-up call to me. But how old are you? You're 28, right? But, uh, you just try to give me a number so I fall out of the age range, is it? <laughs> 25, <laughs> I'm 25. Oh, you're 25, young. Yes, yes. Young, younger than your Dune 2, your, your Warcraft thingy. Warcraft 2. Yeah. Definitely younger than Dune 2, but also younger than Warcraft 2. Yeah. People do not know, like seriously, if we want to, we want the younger listeners, can we stop talking about Dune 2, please? <laughs> we should talk about uh, uh, Valoran. Oh, no, that's too young already. Babe. That's too young. <laughs> okay, so oh, yeah, um, what, do you all have any arguments of why young people may actually care about housing? Hmm... Maybe it's because the hype is real. It's mm. always in the news these days. So mm. automatically, they will get influenced to want to know more about it. Like a lot of property news and everything. Uh. 
Yeah. Uh, okay, so what influences younger people? So, you know, when I say the age group, right, I actually mean that people who are not yet working normally don't care much about housing, to be honest. In, in university, I didn't care about housing. I graduated at 25. I didn't care. I stayed with my parents. When I first started working, I also didn't care about housing. I was doing mortgage and I still didn't care about housing. I only really started caring when I met my wife and I knew that she was going to be my wife, right? So that's when I really started caring. Um, to put in perspective how the world influences you, what is on the news influences you. I was not in political science, I was doing engineering. I didn't care about US elections. But then when Obama was going to get elected, that's when I suddenly cared because everybody's talking about it. So maybe now because everybody's talking about prices are increasing, Bishan 1.29 million HDB, Pinnacle 1.24 million HDB, that, that's why maybe people are getting influenced and, and asking the questions. So it's what, like the current topic, the current trend, what society is talking about yeah. in, uh, in nowadays that will influence how you know, younger exactly. people might think uh, or, or what they're thinking of rather. Exactly. So society in Singapore now is just two main topics, COVID and housing. And then the mm. next topic is flooding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, make sure to give your grab sampan a five-star review, guys. Don't forget that. Grab <laughs> sampan. Uh, Peter, do you have an argument you'd like to share about this um, or for young people caring about housing? Yeah, so so again, I go back to my definition of, of caring, right? Because, okay, so so growing up in my social circle, there were a lot of older people who were single. So a lot of them were moving into their own places and there were a lot of housewarming parties when I was in my uh, early to mid-20s. So I cared about getting a property what I didn't realize, and I guess this is why I'm projecting as well, is that yeah, some of these are rentals, they're not purchases. It doesn't, it, it, you know, financially it's very different how you obtain these kind of uh, locations and all that. And, and that's why I didn't realize. Like, all, I, all I was interested in is, is, okay, as a young person, as a possibly single person back then, this are, these are my options. This is what I can expect to move into sooner or later. Right. Okay, so are we able to say that it's not the question of young people care or don't care about housing, but rather young people are not allowed to care about housing? Because, <laughs> I mean, working with this age range that we've had, you know, okay, even if we extend to below 35, people who care about housing, yeah, sure, they can buy like, um, you know, private properties if, you know, first they have to earn enough money. Secondly, they have to want a house that bad to even, you know, go for that option and everything. But there is a common topic between the arguments of the three of us for people do care about housing and is that there are certain guidelines or criteria that we have to first fulfill. You must be a couple, la. You, you must be over, above 35, la. you're single and everything. So anyone who is not fulfilling those requirements, can we say that they are not allowed to even care about housing. Yeah, so, so that's an interesting perspective, right? Because um, when we talk about caring about housing now, we seem to be talking about purchasing property. Mm. And as you mentioned, uh, or as Bay mentioned, actually, like in Singapore, and I think we talked about this in an earlier episode or so, like there are only so many options you have for purchasing property. Right. Um, like if you're not an engaged couple or a married couple, then your options are even more limited because then you're limited by age or you just have to rent. And most people don't rent because like 
I think I can speak for all three of us. We were very happy to live with our parents for as long as necessary. Because it made the most financial sense. Yeah, let me put you on speaker and make sure my parents here. Can you repeat what you said? <laughs> <laughs> Just to show my appreciation. Yeah, so so um, in that sense, I think a lot of Singaporeans are in our shoes. Um, a lot of Singaporeans don't need to care about buying property until you know society decides that they're ready to move out of their parents' home. And for most people, it's okay not to move out. Like we talked about this in your in our 25-year-old episode. Like, it may not be that much of a stigma to not move out when you're older in this day and age. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's a good point. Um, okay, so I think let's now transition this to what we'll probably talk about most of, uh, most of this episode is the argument for young people not caring about housing. I think, Bay, would you like to start us off on this? Young people don't care about housing because it does not affect their life. And most people do not look forward. For example, people who care about housing don't care about financing their housing until they buy the house, then they care, which is also not looking forward, which is dangerous, right? Mm -hmm. So they should care about housing, but they are not caring about housing because they are not planning their future. I oh, okay, I, this, I, I, I see the wordplay you did there. Okay, okay, I understand. I would say this to be true. If Kyler and friends were not working, or Kyler is not working in Mortgage Master, Kyler would not care about housing to maybe only a couple of years later because he is not exposed to it. Okay. So wait, I'm only exposed to it because of the, the industry that I'm having my profession in? would actually say that's true. It's either the industry you're having a profession in or your friends who influence you. So, um, question to you, Kyla, at a young old age of 25, one year ago, <laughs> before you joined us, when you were doing your beautiful resume with colour coordination, <laughs> did you care about housing then? Me. <laughs> you care about housing then? Well, to be very fair, uh, no. Exactly. Point proven. Yeah, slam down. <laughs> it's true, it's true. But okay, do you think this applies only to single people? So if let's say um, maybe couples who are 24 years old, they're both not in the property or mortgage or you know this real estate industry, do you think that they might have a higher chance of caring about housing? Very definitely. The okay. reason being, when you are married and you are not caring about housing means you stay with one of, you will be staying with your in-laws, that person will care about housing. <laughs> the person don't want to stay with the in-laws. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. So it's the whole situation la, and you know, um, being in a couple and everything that will naturally, organically have the thoughts of housing, it will eventually come into play regardless. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Peter, would you like to share your point about um, young people not caring but caring about housing? Yeah. I mean, this is where I, you know, I try to play both sides of the argument, right? It's not that they don't care. It's that they don't care enough. Mm. Um, I think people do, they do grow up with dream houses in mind. Um, they do grow up with an idea of what they want their home to look like. Uh, if you play Sims often enough or, you know, any of those other... I'm always uh, a Sim. Yeah, lifestyle games. Um, some people really put a lot of effort into interior design you know, and, and things like that. So they have an idea of what they want their their future home to look like. 
Um, but I don't think anyone actually cares about how to make that a reality. Mm. People don't have that awareness or that understanding to to go look. If your budget is like this, then your home will probably only look like this. And if you want your home to look like that, you got to be ready to budget way more than you probably have right now. That kind of thing. So most of so, them are sort of understating how much they would actually have to uh, spend in terms of getting their so-called dream house. Uh. As in, I, 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 I want to give them the benefit of the doubt, but the truth is, yeah, a lot of things are more expensive than people realize. Mm. And even with all the Taobao in the world, you know, if, <laughs> if you hack down a wall, that's going to cost way more than all, all the amount that you save on your Taobao, your Taobao haul, you know what I mean? Okay, yeah, but I, I completely I completely agree with you guys. Um, I think young people care about houses, not housing. Yeah. I think housing is much more, you know, than just applying for the BTO and then praying that you get the house and everything. But for young people to actually understand what mortgage is, which loan is best for you, la, when and what to refinance, to reprice to, it, it's not just about getting the house. But it's it's about the process of paying the house that makes it housing for me at least. To, and it's not me, just it's not just that. I mean, sometimes it's also uh like Bay often says, especially when when uh looking for locations, for example, like people tend to overlook a lot of options, a lot of possibilities, simply because they have a very fixed idea about where their house should be, how big their house should be, you know. And, and things like that. Like, it has to be near an MRT station or it has to be a five-room flat or it has to be of a certain height. I think if, if people get too caught up in a dream concept and are not open-minded enough to consider other options, that also ends up with them not caring about property because if they truly cared about property, they would be, ironically, a lot more uh, open-minded and mm. a lot more willing to look at multiple options so as to uh, reduce their budget for example or so as to think more long term and things like that yeah right yeah I think you're right okay uh, I think now we can move on to the question of should young people even care about housing I, I think with what Bay said earlier on um, you know what how so, what society talks about definitely influences the thinking of what the thinking of society yeah what society is talking about influences what society is thinking about. Put that up on the classroom poster. But if we compare like to other generations, maybe my parents' generations, your parents' generations, when they were considered young, did they care about housing? Is there a shift from then to now? Or has it has this mindset been constant? What do you think? Uh hmm. yeah. Hmm, no, I guess me. But for me, I think um one of the biggest disappointments, I think, is, is having people from one generation try to give advice that is no longer relevant mm. to the next generation. And well, I think what, when it comes what's one of those examples? Yeah, so when it comes to property, I think that's the biggest example. Because um, in Singapore, we've seen property be a very, very, very powerful investment tool just maybe 20 or 30 years ago. One generation later none of that is relevant anymore. Not applicable um, anymore. Or at least, okay, the fundamentals are always applicable. But if you expect to get the same kind of returns mm. that your parents did, you'll be very disappointed. 
and you'll be missing out on on a lot of other opportunities. And I think uh, slowly people are starting to realize that. Uh, it could be greed also because other things seem a lot more enticing than than property. But I think it's also because people have oversold the idea that property investment is a lucrative and you know and a value for money option. So again, this is not this is not to uh what do you call it to go against the idea that property investment is whether or not it's possible in Singapore. This is just to say that one generation's experience of property investment is not the current reality of property investment. So we cannot compare the the kind of returns and the kind of expectations that the previous generation uh, could enjoy. Yeah, completely agree. And I think to add on to what you said, what one generation is different from another generation is, I think something uh, you know, that relates back to the question of young people is that there is a shift um, in terms of having children and getting married, mm. um, especially with this generation, which correlates to caring about housing, right? They'll still get a house, yes, but either they'll get it at a much later time or, you know, a much smaller house compared to our parents or our grandparents. Yeah. My opinion actually is slightly different, but I I, I mean, I we, we talked about what the older generation said first. Mm-hmm. The question that you asked, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, why do kids, kids, uh, young people <laughs> these days, um, not look at property. Actually, to, for me, it's a, it's a more simple reason than what older generation, younger generation, stuff like that. The world has changed. To, so I'm going to use a pure financial way to, to, to explain it without talking about emotions, about the generations and all that, right? Mm. Now, you start work. If you're a diploma holder, your basic pay is going to be 2000 ish If you're a degree holder, is 3,000, that's very high already, right? Um, of course, when you read blogs and people say that, oh, I do computer science and I get high basic pay, or I'm a banker and I have high basic pay, that is not the majority. The median basic pay today is 3,000-ish, right? Because you get a lot of 2007s and then you got some guys who get paid 4,000 because they are computer developers and stuff like that. So that, that being the case, I'm going to talk about $3,000 basic salary. Today, I marry, I marry somebody, all right? I am 26 years old. I buy a BTO. I will look at a four-room flat, which will be in a decent, okay area, meet 300K. I mean, that's, that's kind of correct, right, Kyla? Yeah, yeah, more or less. Okay. So if my combined income with my wife is 3,000 each is 6,000, well, getting the loan is not an issue at all. But what about a down payment? Why start thinking about a house if I don't have the down payment? My CPF takes time to accumulate. If I earn 3000 a month, uh, every year only about eight to 9K accumulates in my CPF. Uh, to get 30000 in my CPF, it takes three and a half years. Mm. Okay. Then savings. Uh, if I earn 3K a month, how much do I... That's gross. Basic is take home is 2.4. How much do I get to save from the 2.4? It's another discipline question, a financial discipline question. So, and then when you get the BTO, you still need to renovate. So immediately you think... Okay, I get a 90% bank loan. CPF pays at 30000 Between me and my wife, okay, one and a half years, two years of working can already. Then I need to have renovation, cheapest also 20000 I also need to save another twenty k. Then I still need to buy furniture and stuff like that. How can you think about it if you are single, not with a, with a wife included already and in combined income, combined CPF contribution, combined savings, right? At 25 graduation, you still need two to three years to manage that. If I'm not 
if for anybody there, if I'm single, the timeline doubles to 31 years old, and you still cannot get a BTO because uh, you're 31. Why would you think about it if it's impossible? And that's, that's actually the reason why I think people don't think about it. Uh. Mm. And yeah. then your friends who think about it are probably friends with long-term girlfriends. Then, then yes, you can plan for three years later. Yeah, completely agree. I, th- I think this just resonates with the point earlier made of them not being allowed to care about housing. Simply because why? Why, do, why should they even waste their time thinking about this? Like what you said, the impossible. It's true. You, I mean, okay, let's, let's talk about HDBs. Lah. Let's not talk about private properties. But I, let's say you're below 35. You're doing well and everything. But you think about all these things, getting a five-room or four-room, thinking about all the renovations that you can make. But you still can't get the house, the whole foundation of it in the first place. So why should they waste their time thinking about it? And I, I think also building on the thing that you said about, you know, having to care about down payment, uh, spending money for your renovations and all these kind of things. The topic of money is very rampant these days. I think what I can see is there's a lot more people, okay, I don't say people, there's a lot of more talk and presence in society about financial advisory, investing, crypto. I mean, to be honest, our whole company is based off saving money as well. It's all about the topic of money. But money in this generation can not only be used for housing, but also can be used for experience. Exactly. Yes. And that was the line that you said about five or six months ago that has been stuck with me since. Only until then when you said that line, it really clicked for me like, oh yeah, actually what is the opportunity cost of getting a house? So I I think now, especially with the shift, um, a lot of people are not choosing not to have kids because, you know, people are saying that Singapore are, is very expensive to raise a kid. And Bay, you've talked about this with the milk powder thing, I remember, of how expensive it is with Pampers as well. Do y'all agree that more people are choosing experience over houses? Housing, rather. It's a whole movement, right? The YOLO movement. Mm. So that's exactly what it is. And also why I feel young people do not... Um, look at property. So very, very in the earlier episodes, I always talk about people who have the needs and the wants, right? Only when you're thinking of a family or just getting married, then housing may become a need. But everything before getting married is actually wants what? Do I want to invest in a house? Not do I need to invest in a house? Do mm-hmm. I want to invest in Bitcoin, Dogecoin? Do I want to buy this ETF? Or, or you know, there are so many things. Is everything one? Do I want to buy insurance? Do I want to go on a holiday? It, all these are wants. Only when it becomes needs, that's when people focus on it. And when is it becoming a need? When you get married, when you have kids, or when you are thirty-five, and that opportunity opens itself for you. Or if you are doing really well in life, then you have your pot of gold to pay the down payments, which are not small amounts of money. Then you buy a private. The cheapest shoebox private right now. 300 plus square feet, still 500,000. Your loan 75%, you still need 25%. You have 125,000. You know, that's literally the question mark. To get to 125,000, you can't do it with three years of working, right? You need at least, if you do really well, five years, I guess, you know, yeah, then if you, do you really want to buy a car. You consider a shoebox apartment in the first place. Huh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you, yeah, do you want to buy a car? Then Because, you know, when you do well in life, people think of, I want to get that BMW rather than I want to get a house. I mean, I was a banker from 25-ish all the way to 30 years, 31 years old. Mm. Throughout that point of time, the other relationship managers, uh, wealth banking managers that interact, which are in my circle at that point of time, they don't think of buying houses, they think of buying cars. 
And mm. you, you know, if you don't agree, you just keep quiet. Lah. No point telling them why you don't agree, right? <laughs> yep, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, literally. Um, within one year, three series. By the next year, Audi. Then after that, con- uh, nicer car. And then nicer car. And then nicer car. So it's not, it's, it's, there are ones that are satisfied, right? There are experience that is satisfied, not their needs. Um, and then how about, actually, that's one point. That is a very important point, I believe. But the other point that I want to talk about is how everything in life has changed and the value of money for this kind of housing is diminished. The value of money is diminished and savings is diminished mainly because of a very important product that we need throughout our lives. Now, I give you, go back in time 30 years. If you are earning 2000 a month, let's say median in, uh, graduate income then is 2000 okay? Would you at any point of time buy a gadget for seven hundred dollars, it will be crazy. Then you buy what pager, hundred dollar can already, right? Today people are spending one thousand over dollars of their salary. If you count three thousand, take home pay one thousand two is half their salary, uh, half their monthly salary a year to upgrade to the newest iPhone, newest Samsung phone. It's just absurd. But that is the normalcy of life now. That's the normal, and that's why people save less money. People do not have the down payment to, to start buying the house earlier. If I can spend 1,002 on a new phone, suddenly I'm willing to spend 5,000 on a gaming computer. <laughs> you, you know, suddenly money is diminished. The value of money is diminished. It's the experience. I need the phone. Lah. All my friends have the phone. The phone also, I play games. Lah. The phone is a mo- mode of communication. Then computers are also a play game communication. Then, you know, everything in life just as in like, oh, go okay, COVID notwithstanding, go Bangkok. Every three weekends, my friend wants to fly there, go chat to chat, go. You know, stuff like that happens, right? Which is why I guess I'm, I'm going to say that it all comes down to knowing what your options are. Because once you know your options, once you're more aware of your, the possibilities, then it becomes easier to make you know, good decisions or more accurately, decisions that suit your, your needs, right? Um, you can't have the best of everything. It's just not practical. But that doesn't mean that you can't make the most out of what you have. If you want to buy, you know, the latest iPhone every year, more power to you. If you want to buy a new car, even though cars in Singapore, uh, you know, depreciate after 10 years and have almost no value after that, more power to you. It just means that you've got to be aware of how you can save money on your property, how your, your big five-room flat maybe in a slightly more obscure area so that you get it for like maybe 20% cheaper than what you would normally pay for. Uh, that, kind of, that kind of thing. It's, it's all about you know, deciding what works for you, how you want to spend your money so that you can have as... You may not have the best of both worlds, but at least you can have you know, as, as good as it gets. And, and to me, that's why young people should care a bit more about property. I mean, we, we constantly call it the biggest financial commitment you'll ever make in your life. And the truth is, despite that, it's, it's actually a low priority in terms of budgeting, in terms of you know, awareness for most people, mm. regardless of age. Do you, do you think it should be handled, like how the ho- housing uh, financial management, the process, should it be handled like how people handle retirement? Uh, it's, it definitely should be in the conversation. But again, like I said, I don't want to... I don't want to say that there's only one right way to live life. Mm. You know, what I mean? if 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 everyone lives life inverted commas the correct way, then no one would be buying a car in Singapore, because from a financial point of view, that makes the least sense. But like basic, 
you know, you don't want to you don't want to talk down to someone who just has these um, aspirations or ambitions because it's their money. I mean, they they earned it. Mm. They should be allowed to spend it however they want. But um, all I'm saying is, if you want to make those decisions, then at least consider all the factors, all the options, and like you said, all the long term consequences of these decisions as well. Yeah, for sure, completely agree. Especially with the whole experience when you were young, like you're in secondary school and everything. Don't care about your future. What whatever is happening now, your present, like how people view you in school and everything. That was that was like the universe. You know, that's yep. all you should care about and everything. But yeah, I think at the end of the day, I think I mean we can talk about whether young people care or not care about housing. To be really honest, do what you want. At the end of the day, we just want you to know that you know, when you do eventually decide to get a house, we just want you to be better prepared for it. We don't want you, we don't want to see you like not being able to comfortably sustain affording your house, not getting the kind of house you want and then, you know, you start regretting and everything. Just have have this storage in mind at least or have this information in your mind to know that, okay, maybe you know in a few years time you want to get a house, maybe just prepare for that. That's all. In the meantime, yeah enjoy life because that's all that's what life is right just enjoy it and everything mm. okay. I, I think it's about not enjoying not suffering but living your best life you know that that phrase is really i think you know it's cliche but living your best life is actually what is true don't buy your dream home and suffer and live like a pauper don't live like a king and can't get a home at all right there's always mm. there's always a compromise in between and that takes planning and who else to plan for your BTO but Kyler with his Wallah. article? Right? <laughs> Find out is Haokang better or is Tempanis better today? I yeah, appreciate so- the shout out, man. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, um, that's it from us today. Remember to send in your feedback, your questions, or let us know if you agree or disagree with us to podcast at mortgagemaster.com.sg. If you enjoyed to what you're listening to, do consider hitting that follow button on whatever you're listening to us on. Spotify, Apple, your Walkman. It doesn't matter. Thanks for joining us, folks. Uh, today, August 26th, is Toilet Paper Day. And I want to celebrate it by saying, use a bidet, people. See ya!